Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture here in America. Brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group, with your hosts, Tim Grady and the Weiss. Hey, guys. Well, we'd like to welcome all of our listeners to Manufacturing Talk Radio. It's uh, in the afternoon, if you happen to be on the East Coast, if you're on the West Coast, it's little after 10 in the morning. If you're in Asia, it's probably 10 o'clock at night or 1 o'clock at night. It's late or midnight. And we have people listening now from all over the world, so we're certainly excited to have all kinds of manufacturers listening from all kinds of countries. And I'd like to have Lou Weiss kind of give us an update from our last week's show for our listeners and if he's got some news items to share with you all. Lou, what have you got for us today? Well, the update uh, on our postscripts from last week's show was uh, the uh, ISM, the Institute of Supply Management, uh, the beginning of the month, they put out their uh, monthly reports. Uh, we had the, uh, the, uh, the pleasure of having Brad Holcomb, who's the committee chair for uh, the uh, manufacturing sector report. We also had for a first time uh, Tony Nieves uh, who produces the non-manufacturing report. And it was a rather interesting and stimulating conversation because uh, something that uh, we were not uh, clear on was that uh, the two reports, even though one is manufacturing and the other is non-manufacturing, uh, there's some overlaps, and uh, we uh, got into some interesting aspects about that. So uh, hopefully we'll have uh, Tony Nieves back again and uh, be able to give us uh, his insight in the overlapping uh, world of manufacturing and non-manufacturing. Uh, the other part of that uh, report, uh, last the show rather last week was uh, the ISM uh, index number came out uh, at 55.4, and uh, which is a very strong uh, showing for the economy, uh, the manufacturing economy, and uh, new uh, new orders. Uh, um not clear on what that number was. I think it was 58-something, 58.1, I believe, uh, which also is a very strong uh, number indicating that there's a lot of new business out there. And uh, from my other company, the sponsor of the show, All Metals and Forge Group, uh, we have been seen and we tagged right along with uh, ISM, uh, where our business is uh, tracking their numbers, and uh, we've had a very strong uh, quarter. And I hope that all of our listeners out there who are manufacturers uh, perhaps are experiencing the same thing that we are. Uh, Tim? Thanks, Lou. You know, we have had... Lou Weiss on the show, and Lou, we want to thank you and your company, all of us at Manufacturing Talk Radio, for your sponsorship of the show, which has kind of given us legs. And we've had you as a co-host on the show since you know, its inception back in, I guess, November 4th of last year, but we've never had you on as our guest. And clearly, you represent someone from the manufacturing sector. So for our listeners, I would like to introduce... Lou Weiss, who is president of All Metals and Forge Group, an innovative manufacturer of open die forgings and seamless rolled rings. Lou's been in manufacturing forging since 1972, 
Lou has uh, always been very astute about what is happening in the metals industry and in the metals market and the London Metals Exchange. Lou, give me some feedback. What's happening with things like nickel prices, which seem to me to be soaring out of sight? Uh, this is a phenomena that actually started uh, back in January where the nickel prices on the uh, LME uh, went from uh, $14,000 a ton to as recently in May uh, topping at $22,000 a ton. Uh, the last two weeks in May it's uh, come back down. Uh, trending down a bit to uh, 19,000 a ton. But I think the trend is uh, going to continue uh, to continue to go up. It's going to bounce around for a while. Uh, that may have something to do with uh, metal trader uh, manipulation of the pricing and such. I hope I'm not offending anybody out there, but you guys know <laughs> what you do. Uh, but the price is tending to trend uh, upwards. This uh, mainly applies to uh, the, the nickel alloys, the super alloys, uh, stainless steel and such. Uh, the carbon and alloy uh, products, the prices are a bit more stable because the higher price uh, uh, ores are not uh, significant in those alloys. And uh, actually the price of iron ore has gone down. Uh, so the, the downward trend of iron, which is in the carbon and alloy steels, uh, represent a more significant uh, cost structure. Uh, there are trace elements of nickel and chrome and uh, moly and so on. So those prices are pretty well holding uh, steady. Uh, the... Um, but the trend definitely is, uh, for the more expensive materials, they are trending uh, upwards. Now, as, I, as I look at that, Lou, um, your company does something which I think is somewhat unique in the industry. Um, and what I'm, what I'm going to ask you is, how does a metal buyer, you know, someone who has a contract that rolls out six months, 12 months, 18 months, how do they protect themselves from these kind of price rises in their product and what they pay in um, July for a product that could be dramatically different than what they pay in July next year. How do they ameliorate that? Well, this, there's only two approaches. Uh, they take a financial hit, uh, which they don't like doing, uh, or they have escalators in their pricing structure with their customers where they can uh, have pricing at uh, time of shipment. Uh, or uh, what we've been doing, uh, we, we created a, a long-term uh, agreement process where we can uh, price fix a long-term contract to as much as uh, 18 months out where uh, we can give the customer uh, a firm price and also have material always available on the floor. Um, uh, avoiding delays in shipment or actually improving shipment times of raw material of custom-made product. Um, we do this uh, through a, a unique uh, methodology, which I, I, I can't divulge on the air, but we do have a financial uh, methodology where we can have the prices fixed and we can hold them for, like I said, as long as uh, 18 months. And, and this apparently should help 
I mean, what are the advantages here besides just price protection? I'm assuming there are more advantages than just that. Uh, well, price the price uh, uh, fixing is uh, certainly a major component, especially when you have uh, nickel prices going up 18 percent in five months and chrome going up 42 uh, percent in the same uh, time frame. Uh, the uh, other uh, components where the customer manufacturer uh, gets an advantage is that deliveries instead of uh, being out uh, 10, 12, 14 weeks, uh, we lay inventory on the floor uh, by laying out roughly a quarter's worth of uh, material and uh, we will always have uh, available stock. Um, and then we lead our production, we leapfrog, what we call here, uh, where we produce a quarter at a time. Uh, this way, if their customer uh, wants an improved delivery, uh, all they got to do is call us and say, listen, we need month two shipped uh, two weeks earlier. We can do that. So that's a, that's a, a large uh, component as, uh, as well. Um, the, uh, the fact that he, the customer knows that he can hold his pricing with his customer for 6, 12, or 18 months is, uh, gives him a big advantage as a supplier to a prime um, that perhaps some of his other competitors cannot do, unless, of course, they're buying from AMFG. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, you know, other than uh, you know, unpredictable costs are increasing. Um, the, I'm assuming these are just the basic shapes, you know, blocks and brown bars. No, not necessarily. Um, we're producing as the open die uh, producer. We're doing uh, rolled rings, uh, flanges, uh, shafts, uh, uh, solid uh, solid shafts, flange with flanges on them, uh, board cylinders. Um, just about all of the uh, various shapes in the open die uh, arena. And, you know, that sounds, you know, like a really great deal. Um, and as anybody's going to ask, you know, what's the catch? Um, the only real catch is that they have to uh, give us a firm purchase order where they're committed to uh, a minimum 90 days worth of production. Uh, if they're if for whatever reason the customer the customer's customer either cancels or loses the program, the order can be uh, cut, reduced, or canceled. Uh, the 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 uh, advantage is that uh, they have complete control on uh, on the, the product. Okay. Now, are they paying for all of this up front? No, no. Depending on this, uh, depending upon the size of the project itself, uh, and, and I don't want to go into great detail about that. But depending upon the size of the, the dollar size of the project, uh, we might require uh, a certain percentage uh, deposited time of order, uh, and then an additional deposited time of shipment. But we're pretty generous and lenient with uh, credit terms uh, for creditworthy companies. Oh, that's great. Um, so this sounds like more of a, a, a true partnership. 
Well, that's the plan. Um, and I've, I've said this probably for the last uh, 30 of the 50 years that I'm doing this. Uh, I don't like uh, buyer-seller relationships. I, I think they're adversarial at best. Uh, we do like partnering, and uh, the partnering goes both ways. We'll give you a price and a delivery and the quality that you need uh, to help you get an order so that you can give us an order. Uh, matter of fact, uh, as recently as today, uh, we had a customer who actually uh, was buying some uh, uh, forged uh, rings and planches uh, from Italy, and um, he came to us late in the game. He'd already placed the order a month ago, and uh, because of our pricing and the LTA advantages that we laid out to him, uh, they canceled the order on Italy and uh, place the order uh, with us, uh, also giving us at the same time a heads up on uh, two additional projects uh, similar to this. And these numbers, uh, they go into the seven figures. So uh, we're showing enough of a big savings where a customer is willing to uh, pay a penalty to his other vendor to uh, get out of a contract and uh, switch horses midstream. Oh, okay. Well, you took the steam out of my next question because I thought I was going to ask you whether or not that makes your, your forgings more expensive because you're doing all these things for the customer. I, I guess that's not correct. It's not correct. Again, because we have a financial methodology in being able to lock up the prices and we're buying in larger quantities uh, than would normally be expected, we buy at a very low rate. And um, because of the production, uh, the large productions uh, schedules that we have, uh, and we are running uh, two shifts, uh, we can knock out material very quickly and uh, at a relatively low labor cost. Okay. Now, as any uh, a good customer would, um, and, and because All Metals and Forge Group sponsors our show, I've quizzed Lou quite a bit about forgings and what they look like, and it seems to me that your forgings, and you'll have to explain this to the audience because I don't understand them well enough, look shinier than other forging, pictures of other forgings I've seen. What's the surface difference? Typically, we do not ship uh, what they call as-forged forgings. That means uh, the forgings have uh, hammer marks on it. They have scale. It's a rough surface. And the end user has to uh, do a uh, prep on these parts by removing and doing a first cut and removing this uh, carburized surface, uh, which, of course, takes time and uh Cost uh, in the neighborhood of seventy to ninety dollars an hour labor cost, depending on where you are in the country. Uh, we will not sell or ship an as forged part. First of all, as a forging, it's inherent that the surface condition could have surface cracks, and it does have, uh, like I said, the scale and carburized surface. We don't like shipping that out. Typically, a lot of forging buyers uh, who are professional at their job don't necessarily always see the products that come in, and they don't look real pretty. But 
ours look real pretty. <laughs> and uh, we we machine the surface. Uh, we machine with either one eighth inch oversize or quarter inch oversize, and we put a what they call a two fifty RMS finish, or even a one twenty five RMS finish. And we find from our customers who have told us in the past that uh, they like buying from us because they have one less step to do in the production of their parts because what comes into them is a nice, clean uh, part where they don't have to do any prep time, and uh, they can just go start going into final uh, uh, final machining uh, production. Now, I've heard you comment, and I've always been curious at the term of, of bark on a forging. What's bark on a forging? Well, bark is when you come from Idaho, and you don't know what to really call it. It's really carburization. It's a rough surface uh, on the material uh, that occurs during uh, heating and forging uh, in the open die process. Uh, it looks like tree bark at times, uh, but our customer never sees that with our product. Oh, that's great. So, And I've heard you also mention that, that you call these something like Finish ready for jeans because they can you know, go right into uh, a CNC machine when they receive them. Well, absolutely. Uh, due to the fact that we're giving them either a 125 or a 250 RMS finish, which is really quite smooth finish. Uh, you know, when you run your fingernail over it, your fingernail's not getting stuck on uh, on turning uh, marks or grooves in the material. So yeah, they can go right, put it on the CNC, set it up, and away it goes. Yeah, they were remarkably uh, smooth. Some of them so smooth that you could almost see your reflection in them. So I was I was pretty impressed by those. Though. Um, so our customers sell us. <laughs> That's great. Well, before we get into a couple more things about All Metals and Forge Group and the products that you supply, we're going to slip out for a quick commercial break for our sponsor, which happens to be all Metals and Forge Group. So let's go to a commercial break. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Cards from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. And as we said, we want to give a shout-out to our sponsor for this program, All Metals and Forge Group, your best source for open-die forgings and seamless rolled rings in alloy, carbon, stainless, and tool steels, nickel, as we talked about, aluminum, titanium, copper, you name it, they can do it. To learn more, simply visit their website at steelforge.com. That's steelforge.com. Okay, back to Tim and Lou with Lou on the other side of the mic today. All right. Well, Lou, besides what we've talked about already, you have some other things that you know you and I have chatted about, about what sets you apart from the competition. Just kind of in, in a couple of minutes here, what sets all metals and forge apart, other than these long-term agreements, which sound pretty cool, from its competition? 
Well, I think a, a big part of it is uh, we do have uh, a terrific uh, customer service uh, group uh, from the sales group, and, and I do look at all our departments relating to customer service. Our sales group, our logistics group, our accounting and finance group, and uh, and management as well. Uh, I, I am very much involved uh, with the sales group, and uh, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I'm not involved in talking to some customer, particularly if it's uh, one you know a larger contract or a long-term agreement or something of that nature. So the customer service is certainly uh, our number one uh, uh, benefit. Uh, that separates us from uh, many other Ford shops. Uh, I've heard a lot of stories about how some Ford shops treat their customers, and uh, it's shabby at best. Um, Additionally, we have been uh, ISO uh, uh, registered since 1994, uh, actually, uh, I've been told that we were the first metals company in the U.S. to get the U.S. Uh, registration for ISO. Uh, and I remember going back in time that one or two of our friendly friendly competitors uh, contacted me when they heard that we had our ISO, that, uh, you know, why do we want to get this ISO registration and be dictated to by a foreign country. Uh, ISO was originated by the uh, by Switzerland. Um, and uh, it was a simple answer that I told them then and I still say today. If you don't have ISO, you won't be in business. So you're either going to do it now or do it later. But when you come in later, you're last. Uh, in 1998, we expanded our quality uh, management system uh, to include uh, AS9100, which is the U.S. version for the aerospace industry here in the U.S. And um, being that we do export, it was uh, imperative that we also got the EN9100. So. Uh, today we have all three, and uh, that does separate us and keep us uh, distanced from the competition, even though most of them today are ISO, uh, but it's remembered that we've been doing it now for 20-plus uh, years. Now, you've also talked about, in terms of the parts themselves, as they go out the door, before they go out the door, I guess, doing something called a UT. What's, what's this UT stuff. UT is uh, ultrasonic testing. Uh, Many of the Ford shops will uh, certify that their material, their finished forging, will be capable of passing a uh, UT test. Uh, We don't do that. Uh, We actually uh, certify to ASTM A388 and every part is 100% tested. Um, it, we do it at the time when we are uh, cutting the billet to prepare for the uh, forging to make sure that we have good starting stock. One thing that we don't want to do is get bad stock, forge the product, 
take the UT and found out, found out that we have uh, uh, poor material. So we do take an initial UT, and then when the part is uh, just before it's ready to go out the door, uh, along with the other testing, the uh, um, destructive and non-destructive testing, we also do a UT. Uh, the customer doesn't pay for this. Uh, it's just something that we automatically do for our own protection. One thing that we don't want to have happen is have a part go out in the field and have a uh, oil rig go down or an airplane uh, have malfunction or something of that nature. So UT is a mandatory requirement. If the customer doesn't care for the ASCMA 388 and he has either his own uh, specification or his own, that his customer has their own uh, specification, we'll be happy to do the testing according to the spec that they want. But we send out sales confirmations, it's on there, they sign off on it, and they're signing that they are in agreement that our ASTMA 388 is satisfactory. Now, a lot of this is on your website, and I have not gotten through your entire website. I know it was uh, recently rebuilt, but it seems to me it was hundreds of pages. Is that right? Uh, actually, it's. I think it's about uh, just over a 1,000 pages. Uh, we have uh, many reports on uh, – we have about 300 alloys that we uh, maintain, and uh, – we have reports on every one of the alloys, what it is, what it's used for, how to forge it, how to machine it, how to heat treat it. Uh, and anything you want to know about it, uh, we have it on our website. Uh, as far as uh, other components, uh, how to save money, how to buy forgings, how to save money using a forging, uh, for example, if you presently are making a part that you're cutting out of a ring, for example, well, if you're doing a lot of them, it would not pay for you to do that. It would pay for you to buy a seamless rolled ring, and uh, you wind up saving the scrap when you cut the corners or you cut the ID, uh, which can represent 35, 40, 45% of the weight or 35, 40% of the cost. Uh, if it's a large enough quantity, it pays to go for a seamless rolled ring. Uh, so there are uh, many things that do se separate us and uh, wait apart from our uh, competition. Well, now your website also contains information you know, way beyond what you do. I mean, there's all kinds of information and resources there. What's the philosophy of having all that kind of information on your website? Our website uh, was first created uh, back in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, back in the, no, yes, sorry for the confusion. It was back in the 80s. And one of the things that we wanted to do uh, was to obviously generate leads for the company so that we can uh, get orders and produce parts. But the other was that we wanted to be an information resource. And the idea and mentality behind that was that if we had all kinds of information about forgings, about raw materials, about metallurgy, 
melting points and so on and so forth. Um, glossary, we have a 5,000 word metallurgical glossary in the, on the site. But if we use this as an information resource that people would come to us for information. And uh, often it would happen that they would come to us for information and we would find out later that we were referred by a, an individual who came to us and referred us to uh, a company or an individual to buy material from us. So we've used it for twofold, lead generation and uh, information resource uh, to support lead generation. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, as I looked at your site, it was something like 1994. Is that right when it launched? Um, yeah, that, I, I stand corrected. It was 94. Now, you also have added some pretty cool utilities there, something called steel weights, I think. What, what is steel weights? Well, we created an app, a uh, steel weight app, uh, which is uh, you can get uh, from uh, iTunes for uh, the iPhone or the Android. And um, I think it's uh, $3 uh, for the uh, app if you download it. Or uh, if you're listening to the show and if you would like to get an app for free, uh, send an email to uh, L. Weiss, L.A. Weiss at steelforge.com and just put down in the subject line Steelweights app and uh, we'll arrange to have uh, you be able to get the Steelweights um, app. App. The uh, app has a couple of different features. It doesn't just uh, measure the weight of a steel block. Uh, it has uh, over 100 alloys listed there because all metals have different densities. Therefore, a particular steel part will have different weights depending upon the material. So you can choose your... Um, alloy, you can choose your um, uh, shape and size and um, you'll get the exact weight uh, as required. Um, additionally, uh, there is um, also a function where you can actually send us an inquiry where you can calculate the weight uh, and just bring up the, uh, the screen and uh, put in the email and off it goes as an inquiry uh, and we'll get it and uh, quote you uh, accordingly accordingly um, trying to think of what else is on there uh, we are planning to have a rev 2 which we uh, is in the planning stages where we're looking to add the uh, 5,000 word metal metallurgical glossary uh, we are also looking to add uh, uh, melting points of various melting points of various materials. Um, there are a couple of other things. I'm not clear on what they are right now, but there are going to be other functions that this app will be able to do. To do. Now, I know that uh, we talked about uh, in the, another email address called Live L I V E Live at Manufacturing Talk Radio, but. Is this app available for both iPhone and Android? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, great. Yes, okay. Is. Well, you know, we've been on the air for quite some time now, and this is the first time we've had you as our guest. 
But I don't know that we've ever given our listeners a uh, a history lesson for what history we have on how manufacturing talk radio came to be other than a phone call that I got late one night. So why don't you share with us how this one happened? Um, yeah, the uh, 2.30 in the morning on one of my uh, sleepless nights, I was uh, thinking about how we can drive more traffic to our website. And um, the competition nowadays have gotten more savvy about SEO and uh, all of the uh, uh, new technologies that they could do to drive traffic to their website. So I was uh, awake one night and I said, gee, how can we drive more traffic to our site that the competition can't latch on to too quickly? And um, I got out of bed. I went into my home office and I started uh, researching and I found uh, our production company in uh, California, whose name I won't give out. Uh, it's top secret. Uh, you know, the competition is listening. Uh, and uh, Paul, our uh, production man out there, has a, a new technology uh, that can take um, this live show and can do all the magic and wizardry that needs to be done to get it out onto the Internet. Uh, on that day, uh, the 13th of October it was, uh, by 10 o'clock in the morning, um, we had a show planned out, and our first show was actually November 1st. Um, and we've been doing it, uh, we've had one show a month for two months, and uh, it's progressed to the point that we are now having a show every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to listen to previous shows, you can go to mfgtalkradio.com, and you can listen to all the shows that we've done thus far. Well, it's been it's been a great show. I know we've gotten a lot of interesting feedback uh, you shared, and I'd like you to share again this week with our listeners that while we've had the uh, folks from the Institute of Supply Management on the show, and things, frankly, have been looking very rosy in their reports, you got a couple of calls from, I don't know where in the nation, of people who weren't all that convinced that it was in an upward trend. <laughs> share that with our listeners, if you would. Uh, actually, we had uh, two uh, uh, complainers last week who said, "Where are your guys getting all that information from?" I've been the, I've been in the proverbial toilet for a year now, and uh, I suggested that they do something about their marketing because there is business out there. And uh, you know, do you have a website? Well, yeah, but we don't pay much attention to that. Well, that could be part of your problem. Uh, we rely on our uh, website uh, very strongly, and uh, I did have a nice conversation with these two individuals. I didn't make them happy. Uh, they were still uh, disbelievers. Uh, I did tell them that I've been following the ISM report uh, for probably close to 30 years, and uh, when I'm not in sync with them, I'm concerned. And uh, they're very reliable. The information is very reliable. So the information that they come out with, I accept as uh, gospel. 
And uh, I know that most of the presidents of the United States stand by waiting for 10 o'clock on the first business day of the month to find out how we're doing. It, it's, it may, that information may be better than the U.S. Uh, department that puts out uh, all of the uh, financial data uh, uh, on a monthly basis. Well, I, I, I would have to agree with you there. Uh, one of these shows, Lou and I are going to have fun uh, uh, dra dragging the federal government through the muck. Uh, it was one of the questions, frankly, that we asked out at the uh, ISM show in Las Vegas, and there was even a session on it on what is the U.S. government doing to help manufacturing, keeping in mind that, I don't know, Lou, what, manufacturing is now 11%, 12% of the economy. What did it used to be? Well, it was 48%, and I, I think now it's probably closer to 15 um, But uh, they're struggling along. And, and I think one of the uh, departments in the government that actually probably contributes the most to the economy is the U.S. Department of Commerce. It's actually the only department that generates a, a theoretical profit for the country. Uh, all the other departments spend money, and the U.S. Department of Commerce uh, is uh, out there uh, looking to sell uh, product overseas primarily. Uh, and matter of fact, uh, we are hoping to have very soon a, a guest on uh, MFG Talk Radio from the U.S. Department of Commerce. So that's going to be uh, an exciting event. That'll be our first politician. <laughs> we can we can have fun with that, <laughs> and not to scare them off. We uh, don't we don't run a show here where we're attacking our guests. Uh, there were some Sunday morning talk shows. Uh, one that people may remember called the McLaughlin Group, which got pretty heated in conversation. And uh, there are even some uh, Fox News shows where the guest gets beat up pretty bad. That's not our intent here. Our intent is to pull information out of our guests and share it with. The manufacturing base, and as Lou has now shared with you, because of the non-manufacturing ISM report that Tony Nieves presented last week, to share it with the non-manufacturing base as well. So I think that's our goal. Lou, would you agree with that that's our goal in our show? I was really hoping to meet John McLaughlin. But I, I guess we'll stick to the concept of the show, and we'll we'll keep it above board, clean, educational, and all of that. Well, uh, now they've probably blown uh, John out of the guest chair, and he won't show up for us. Um, <laughs> we would like to take a quick commercial break here, and we'll be back in about 60 seconds or 90 seconds. I don't have any commercials we have lined up, and we'll kind of wrap up the show. But uh, keep on listening for some more with Lou Weiss from All Metals and Forge Group. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. 
And again, let's uh, just give a quick plug to our sponsor here today, All Metals and Forge Group in ISO 9001 and AS9100 registered company. They provide manufacturing and industrial firms with quick price and delivery quotes and the cleanest quality forgings for their parts, anywhere from aircraft engines to gear blanks and downhole shafts, hubs or subs, you name it, they do it. Simply learn more, visit their website, steelforge.com, or even better, send them an RFQ for any open die forgings or seamless rolled rings, anywhere from 20 pounds to over 80,000 pounds. That's steelforge.com. back to Lou and Tim again. Well, welcome back to the show. We've been talking here with Lou White, who is president of All Metals and Forge Group, on a whole variety of subjects, including some upcoming shows. And we've been talking about their website. Uh, just to, to give a shout-out to one of our uh, uh, friends out in the industry, which is uh, Top Spot Internet Marketing down in Houston, Texas. They were integral working with uh, All Metals and Forge Group building that website. And we'd like to say hello to, uh, to Thomas Nett today. Um, we've had Thomas Nett on the show a couple of times, and they've been incredibly informative. We have an upcoming announcement with Thomas Nett here in uh, another show or two. We are not quite sure when that one's going to take off, but uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but more importantly, All Metals and Forge Group uh, has been our sponsor, and we'd like them to continue to be our sponsor, so we're going to open up some ad slots on our show, so if you'd like to buy advertising on Manufacturing Talk Radio, you can get a hold of either myself or uh, Lou Weiss. Just uh, send an email to info at mfgtalkradio.com, and we'll answer that. So, Lou, anything else you want to share with the audience, either about the show or about All Metals and Forge Group, before we wrap up today? Uh, regarding uh, MFG Talk Radio, uh, I, I being that you put in a, a plug for uh, both uh, uh, both companies, I would like to put in a plug for the fact that we are looking for uh, C-suite level uh, guests, and if anybody out there in uh, TV land uh, has uh, a, a what they feel is a um, compelling story to tell to the manufacturing sector uh, again send to uh, live at MFG talk radio and um, it would be uh, something that we can uh, talk about and listen to your story and uh, we would welcome you to uh, join us and uh, to help the manufacturing industry in this country which is improving and uh, i just like to throw this out, uh, which, which we have picked up uh, not only from other news media form, formats, but uh, when we were at the ISM conference uh, in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, broadcasting live from the, from the floor of the exhibit hall. Uh, there was a lot of talk about reshoring, where there's a lot of uh, industry coming back where they're finding that... Uh, having parts made in uh, foreign countries uh, sometimes just doesn't live up to the quality standards required. And uh, the fixits and the delays and the broken parts, and by the time you remove all of uh, that from uh, uh, your economic equation, 
it doesn't pay for uh, us to uh, for them to be buying overseas. Um, I do want to mention, though, that uh, next week uh, in Atlantic City, uh, we will be uh, broadcasting at New Jersey Broadcasters Association. Uh, that's uh, Mr. Paul Rotella is the uh, president and has been for the last uh, six years. And uh, there will be, uh, from what I understand, 500 uh, broadcaster uh, personalities and uh, networks and so on that will be there uh, watching us uh, do our dog and pony show. So, uh, Tim, I, I suspect we're going to have some fun with that. And when we're off time, uh, I'll be at the Baccarat table. <laughs> <laughs> A little rich for my blood. Uh, I, I do want to share with our listening audience this, this concept, this thought. And that is don't miss... As Lou was pointing out, you might want to take a look at your marketing. Don't miss this economic recovery. It's kind of coming out from behind the veil slowly. But most of us in this country are used to a recession, and then it bottoms out, and then it pops up, and then the economy surges suddenly. And, and that's not what we're seeing in this recovery. This is kind of a long, slow climb back up the slippery slope we slid down in 2008 very rapidly. So don't miss this economic recovery because it's in play. If you look at the ISM numbers, both manufacturing and non-manufacturing, this economy is recovering nicely. You see a little bit slower in Europe. Europe is still trying to clean up some of their country balance sheets. Uh, in the United States, households are still trying to clear up some of their household balance sheets. Um and so those things are happening. Lou, uh, I think you've got uh, some feelings on this as well. Yeah, there's a couple of other points uh, regarding that. Uh, everything that I'm reading, and I'm an, I'm an avid reader of uh, economies and manufacturing, not only here but overseas, and uh, everything that I'm eking out from all this information is that this recovery that we're apparently in right now looks like it's going to continue into 2016 into 2017 at least that's some of the talking head opinions and uh, Canada however uh, who normally trails us uh, has a bit of concern about their new government and that they are afraid that there will be austerity programs and uh, looking to cut budgets and so on but they won't be able to resist uh, tagging onto our coattails. At least that's my, my hope. Um, we do a fair amount of business in Canada. I do hear the concerns up there. But, uh, you know, my feeling is quit worrying and hang on. Or quit worrying and jump in. Uh, yeah, whichever. <laughs> it certainly is happening. The economy is recovering. You see Asia doing pretty well. Japan is coming out of a 20 or 30-year slump, finally. So they look like they're going to recover. Uh, I, I don't know what the European Union is going to do. Again, those, some of those countries are trying to clean up their balance sheets. China is now uh, looking to implement the stimulus package, economic stimulus package. Uh, they seem to have uh, wanted to slow down the economy, uh, perhaps putting on the brakes too hard, and they're 
each, their GDP right now is 7.5%, which sounds high compared to the U.S., but they need 7.5%. Uh, you know, they've got 1.3 billion people, and uh, they got to really crank out the bucks. But they are now talking about implementing a um, economic stimulus package and turn things around again. So uh, we may still see the sleeping tiger come back to life. Uh, Tim? Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Lou. And, and so, Again, don't miss the economic recovery. Uh, it's been uh, very exciting to uh, begin to watch the development of it, but also incredibly painful. Uh, Louis, we want to thank you for being our guest today. That's kind of an unusual role for you. My pleasure. Uh, All Metals and Forge Group, we want to thank them for continuing to be our show sponsor. It keeps us on the air. And we are going to close our show today and look forward for you listening to us next week. We are now a weekly show. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I'll tell you what I'll do, which is a little unusual for the show. I'm going to give our guest the last word. And the last word is to Paul, our engineer. We are looking to have our show today, for the listeners who didn't get to hear the whole show, uh, to go onto our website, MFG Talk Radio, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 4 p.m., Paul. That's right. 4. You've got uh, two hours. Just upload that file. and uh, that. <laughs> I'm getting all kinds of dirty looks here. <laughs> so thank you all for listening, and uh, keep in mind uh, to listen to our previous shows. Uh, and anybody wants to email uh, me, it's Weiss at mfgtalkradio.com. If you want the free Steel Weights app, send to, uh, again, Weiss at Steel for, at, uh, wrong email, Weiss <laughs> at mfgtalkradio or live at mfgtalkradio.com. Thanks so much, folks. Thanks for listening. listening to MFG Radio, the only show that takes a look at the obstacles and opportunities open to small to mid-sized enterprises to manufacture right here in America, with your hosts, Tim Grady and Lou White, brought to you by All Metals and Forge Group. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.